Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash R-S. Welcome to r slash choosing beggars, where you have to pay someone else $300 to be their live-in nurse. Posted to Facebook. Hello, please no negative comments and no referrals to a nursing home or assisted living. I'm a 50-year-old woman looking for a room to rent with my own bathroom and off-street parking in a home that's kept clean, has a walk-in shower with safety bars, no pets, and no kids for $300? Or less than that per month, including utilities and within walking distance to stores and restaurants. No partiers, drug addicts, or liars. Preferably, <laughs> what? <laughs> Preferably with a nurse that can do daily wound dressings. Okay, uh, I don't know what daily wound dressings is. Does that mean that you have to get bandages and wrap up this 50-year-old lady's gross, oozing wounds? Oh, God, you couldn't pay me $300 a month to just do the wound dressing, let alone rent out an apartment that also has, you know, all these amenities and utilities included for 300 bucks a month. Lady, I don't think your wounds are the problem. I think you've got brain damage. Posted to Facebook. I may need somewhere to stay this week. I'm not giving details. It's no one's business. I have two kids that come with me. And I have no car, but I can arrange transportation myself. Just a couple of nights till I get this stuff sorted out. I have no money and no job to help. Just asking for someone's grace. Thank you. Yes, I do smoke 420. I'm not ashamed, so yes, I need somewhere that will allow me to still do my medicine. Angels, where you at? This lady is expecting a complete stranger to accept a mom who smokes and her two kids, and she doesn't even have to give an explanation? Like, yeah, I'd say it is their business. Are you on the run from cops? Is your abusive boyfriend gonna knock down the door and start shooting the place up? Like, come on, you've gotta at least give some details here. On this next post, OP is selling an item for 120 bucks. How about $110? I'm firm on 120, thank you. 115? Once again, I'm firm on 120. 116? 119? 120. I'll buy it for 119 just so I don't have to pay you 120 Okay, 125 You're a child, says the man who can't understand what firm means. You know, after reading a lot of choosing beggar posts where people negotiate unnecessarily, I kind of think the way that people should approach this is to just artificially raise the price by like 20 bucks so that when people lowball you 20 bucks, you can say, deal. Then the choosing beggar gets excited because they feel like they got a deal and you sold it for the price you originally wanted to anyways. Our next Reddit post is from Matagonia. I used to work as a server at Olive Garden when I was in college a few years back. 
There was this guy, Jay, who worked as a busser during the time who latched onto me as a friend, mainly because I was nice to him and all the other servers ignored him. He was kind of a weird guy, smelled like he didn't wear deodorant, and had strong political opinions. But I would ask him how his day was going and listen to him when he talked to me, mostly because I was raised to be nice and inclusive. There was one day that I didn't have any college classes, and my manager asked if I could cover for someone who had to leave due to an emergency. Since I was broke and figured I could use the extra cash, I said sure. I came in around 1pm, and as soon as I walked in the door, Jay came up to me, and without even a hey man or a hello, he just says, will you buy me lunch today? I was a little frustrated that he just asked me that without even greeting me, and I asked him why he couldn't get it himself. He said that since he gets paid every two weeks, he's short on money. But since I'm a server and I get tips, he knew that I'd have cash. Rude, but whatever. We did get an employee discount on food, so it wouldn't be too expensive. I asked him what he wanted, and he said the chicken alfredo. I don't know if y'all know, but Olive Garden is expensive, so even with my discount, that was going to be like 13 bucks. I tell him, fine, but don't expect me to do this all the time, and he runs off to the kitchen all excited, without even thanking me. Like, dude, what? It was lunch, and we were running a soup and half pasta meal, so I figured that I'd ring it up as an employee meal so I could at least eat the soup. Olive Garden soup is the best. Ten minutes later, the guy walks up to me and says, Hey man, they made a small portion. Can you tell them to make it a full size or send in another order so I can get two? I was pissed and told him, no, I already paid for your lunch. I'm broke too, so you can take it or leave it, and then I went back to my tables. He came up to me later and was talking in a joking manner about how he saw the small plate of pasta and was like, nah, I'll just leave it. <laughs> Throughout my shift, as I went to pull food from the window for my tables, I saw that chicken Alfredo sit for the whole shift. I still get mad thinking about it, lol. Well, OP, sounds like you're starting to learn why other people in the restaurant don't talk to this moron. Honestly, I'm amazed you didn't eat the chicken Alfredo yourself. If he's not going to eat it, why let it go to waste? Our next Reddit post is from Kadankar. I'm an Indian American woman who was born in the United States, and I'm very close to graduating with my secondary teaching degree and psychology degree. I'm state board certified, I have my secondary education teaching license, and I'm about to finish up with my student teaching. I currently teach music classes virtually and in person. I charge 20 bucks for each 30-minute private lesson, and group lessons are 15 per student. All music tutors and schools in my area charge upwards of $45 per 30-minute lesson. That was also the rate that I paid when growing up. I posted flyers around my area recently and received a phone call today from a mother inquiring about my classes. She called me and told me that she has a four-year-old little girl who wants to learn guitar. I instantly told her that four years is too young for guitar, and that the guitar would literally be bigger than her. She went on to ask about ukuleles because it's basically just a tiny guitar, and I told her that a uke was definitely better, but still it'd be very hard to teach virtually, and it would still be hard to pick up because getting four-year-olds to focus is not easy. At this point, she just started talking about how she wants her daughter to have a positive relationship with music and that she wants her child to embrace it and love it. This is where things started to get problematic. She asked me if I could offer her a discounted price for her child's music lesson. I told her about my group lessons and told her that it would be $5 less if she did that instead. 
She immediately started raising her voice at me, saying that, one, I'm disrespecting her, two, I'm not giving her the education she's asking for, and three, that I'm extremely overpriced, and that I was going to lose a customer because she was going to look around for other music schools in the area. I responded by restating my qualifications, letting her know just how much other schools and teachers in the area actually cost, and stated that I valued my time, effort, and energy and I embrace clients that value the same things in their teachers. This is when chaos struck. She started screaming at me, calling me incredibly ungrateful, unqualified for any kind of business, and that I was starting her child's music education off on an incredibly negative note. Before I could even respond, she said, This is why I hate immigrant teachers. At this point, I instantly ended the call, blocked the number, and I'm now incredibly grateful that I don't have her as a client. If you're going to be racist, at least get your facts right. I'm a citizen. Well, OP, you got to remember these are racists we're talking about, and logic and racism don't really go hand in hand. She doesn't care about your citizenship. She cares about your skin color. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code r slash at checkout. That's r slash, R-S-L-A-S-H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code r slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code r slash. Can you give me a ride back home? Nah, I can't. Bro, holy shit, you are such a pussy. And I'm not upset about the ride. Trust me, I don't care. Yeah, you are. You're just a pussy, bro. Why do you never do anything? No, I literally already got a ride. I had plans. You're just a pussy, bro. Holy shit, lol. Such a B-word. Even our other friend snuck his car out. And you can't drive with permission. It's genuinely sad. 
Bro, the only thing you do is beg me for rides. Why don't you understand that I can't just go out of my way to drop you off that far? Get your own driver's license. Because literally anyone else that has a car will do it for me. Okay, then stop complaining to me. You're literally a pussy. School to home, nothing else. Zero friends, zero social interaction. You literally do nothing but sit at home and study. It's genuinely pathetic your life is so miserable. OP, I gotta ask, why do you even talk to this guy? He's just mean. I don't know if this is a choosing beggar so much as just like a really toxic bully. Our next Reddit post is from Frankopedia. Back in 2009, I was a naive 19-year-old. I had just finished my first year of college, and I was looking forward to all the summer plans I'd been making with my friends, both new and old. Something I didn't immediately pick up on, but now remember very clearly, is that while most of the people I met in college could drive, most of my high school pals couldn't, or wouldn't. Meeting up with college friends, we'd simply meet somewhere. Maybe someone might need a ride if their vehicle was in the shop. However, meeting up with high school friends, I had to drive around town picking them up. I'd get complaints about the order I picked them up in, or suggestions that I should get rid of my reliable sedan and get some giant seven-seater SUV. The worst was this one girl. She was pretty enough that she was certain that I wasn't good enough for her. But still, she insisted on spending time with me. She would often reward me for driving her and her friends around with small displays of affection, enough to keep me hooked. I didn't even notice how often she would suggest that we change our plans. Sure, we could do that, but wouldn't it be more fun if we got the girls and went to this other show? Oh, and can you pay for us all? I was naive and let it go on longer than I should have. Canceling plans for her, going car shopping with her where she, of course, wanted me to buy something enormous and brand new that I could in no way afford. The first event that started to force my eyes open was a birthday party. I had the same birthday as another guy in the friend group, and he pitched the idea that we have a joint party. I was excited to agree to it because it would be the very first time that I've ever had a birthday party. He set up the Facebook event and invited all of our friends. He suggested a potluck-style event and had some people sign up with what they were going to bring. Pack of soda, bucket of chicken, a big dish of someone's mom's mac and cheese, etc. I agreed to bring the cake, paper plates, napkins, and cup. I pick up the other birthday boy, we get to his church basement and set up. People start showing up, and they have nothing they agreed to bring. They'd come in, give the other guy a gift, and then ask where the food was. My co-host pleads with me. Please go pick up some stuff really quick. I'll pay you back with my next check, I swear. So I set out, returning in 30 minutes with two buckets of chicken and sides, a couple of pizza, and two family-sized Chinese entrees and fried and white rice. This turned into immediate complaints. You got Pizza Hut? I like Domino's. You should have gotten chicken from this other place. Accusations just rolled off their tongues, telling me that I ruined his birthday party. I told him it was my birthday too. My name is on the cake. The one person I'm still friends with went to the gift pile and sorted through it. Two gifts for me, 37 for the other guy. Of the two gifts for me, one was from my friend and the other was from the girl I'd been chauffeuring around. I left, feeling a mix of depressed and embarrassed. My relationship with that group of people became increasingly distant. Someone sent me screenshots of their group chats agreeing that I ruined the party by bringing the wrong food and making it about me. The only thing that I was good for was being a taxi. 
Angry, I asked that girl if that was all that I was. A free ride. She insisted that of course I wasn't. She said that she has me pick her up all the time because she likes spending time with me. But it wasn't long before she made another request. She wanted me to take her to the airport for an early flight, and she would need to be there around 3 a.m. I asked her if I was just taking her, and she tells me yes. She said that her other friends are going too, but their parents or their boyfriends were dropping them off. I pull up at the agreed-upon time, and out of her door walks seven girls in total, complete with luggage. She stomps up to me and demands to know why I'm driving my sedan. I remind her that she told me I was just taking her. She huffs that plans change, so I need to go rent a van real fast. She repeats to me, Make it fast. You're embarrassing me in front of my friends right now. It was that moment where something finally clicked for me. I drove off, turned off my phone, and went to bed. When I woke up, I had several angry text messages and voicemails, as well as finding myself tagged in some very angry Facebook posts. The girls ended up missing their flights. So I started deleting people off Facebook and blocking their numbers. I was starting to feel like a new man. It didn't take very long after that for people who were present at that disappointment of a birthday party to start sheepishly contacting me, trying to throw other people under the bus and play things off as a misunderstanding, all to ask me for more rides or favors. My first few times saying no included excuses, work, school, family things, etc. But pretty quickly I even dropped that. I only said, no, sorry, can't help. I started losing friends, and eventually, I deleted my Facebook. It was a freeing experience. That's the story of how I learned to say no, and in doing so, excused myself from an entire friend group of choosing beggars for whom nothing I ever did was good enough. Our next Reddit post is from Lonely Pin. I work in a town hall in a small town, and I sometimes take care of the telephone switchboard when the reception people are busy. This morning, I received a call from a homeless person who informed me that he would be in town this afternoon, and he would like to know if our town has emergency accommodation to spend the night. I inform him that the person who takes care of this is currently in an appointment, but that I'll contact him again as soon as I have the information. The manager then informs me that we do indeed have two emergency accommodations, but the person has to call 115. It's basically an emergency number for homeless people. I called the gentleman back, happy to know that he could sleep somewhere this evening. Hello, sir. I have the information you need. So, indeed, we have several accommodations available in the town. However, you must call 115 to check the availability because we don't have access to it. But I'm not there yet. Can you reserve it for me? No, unfortunately I can't. Call 115. They take care of it. Call them and they'll be able to redirect you to the person who manages our sector. No, I don't mind following the rules, but your system is complicated. I'm no longer interested in coming to your town. And then he hangs up. It's like, dude, no one asked you to come to our town. Why are you offended at having to make a phone call to not sleep outside? That was r slash choosing beggars. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.